Hello everyone and welcome to Employment Matters, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labour and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Cynthia Chong, partner at Deakins in Hong Kong. Here on Employment Matters, we bring you updates from around the world as we dial in our local ELA lawyers. These good folks practice on the ground in jurisdictions around the globe, working daily to help their clients move through these difficult times. Today, we have the pleasure of having Jane Liu, associate at Junhe in China. On the program today, Jane is going to update us on the personal information protection law recently passed in the PRC. Thanks for joining us, Jane. How are you today? Hi, Cynthia. I'm good. Thanks. I'm very honored to be in this podcast. And hello, everyone. Well, from a first glance, the principles of the personal information law in China are quite similar to other parts of the world, including Hong Kong. But I can see that it also has some salient features, including some, some heavy penalties, which I'm sure you're going to go through shortly with us. But maybe before you start, you can sort of set the scene and let us know why do you think China is passing all these new laws now, including the personal information protection law, data security law, and cybersecurity law? Could you tell us maybe at a high level, you know, why this timing? Sure. I think as the data is becoming more and more valuable and important in society, and as there are many incidents in China related to the infringement of the individuals' rights in personal data, and also the data security is related to the national security and the public interest. So China, as the other countries around the world, has a strengthening on its legislation. On the data security and the cybersecurity governance, together the PIPL, this Personal Information Protection Law, which is recently、uh, issued and will be effective in this November first, very quickly, together with the data security law, which has just become effective in this September, and the cybersecurity law, which is effective from 2018, together will form a framework. To regulate the cyber security and the data security in China, it's all very interesting, and and I guess data is certainly a hot topic around the world. So, how similar is the PIPL to the EU's GDPR, which we all know? And if a、mm. company is generally compliant with GDPR, is it quite close to PIPL, or is there any other additional things that they would need to be aware of? Yeah, that's a very good question because recently there are clients. Is asking us what's the similarities between these two laws, and actually, China law, this new personal information protection law, when it's formulating, it has greatly referred to the GDPR, which has a great influence around the world. I will say it is similar. There are many similarities in these two laws, but there are still certain differences between the laws. One of the major difference that could be related to our employment scenario would be the legal basis for processing the personal data. Although both law provide several grounds to process personal data, the PIPL do not have a very important grounds as in GDPR, which is the legitimate interest. The company may not be possible to process personal data based on interest in China. And instead, they need to find other legal basis to process. And luckily, in employment scenario, the employers has a very special legal basis under China law to process 
employee data, which we will talk in detail in the next part, which is called the where necessary to conduct human resource management. Yes, it is very special. And I think not only in GDPR, but also in other personal data protection law in other countries may not have such a legal basis specifically aiming at employment scenario. Yeah, that's a big difference. And also a difference between the law is the overseas transfer. The China law may also require a standard contract to be signed with the overseas receiver, but the standard contract should be the one issued by the China authority, the cybersecurity authority, instead of some uh, agreement adopted by the two parties freely. Right. So, you know, obviously our audience is most interested in sort of employee data. So under the PIPL, employers, as I hear it, must have at least one legal ground set forth in the PIPL in order to process employee personal information. So besides employee consent, which I guess is the common <laughs> ground for most laws, what is the legal ground where necessary to conduct human resources management in accordance with validity adopted company rules or collective contracts? Yeah, this ground is very interesting and it is also very new to us too, because as you may know, the China personal protection law has several drafts before the final draft. But in the final draft, this legal ground has firstly come. So we first see this ground in the final draft. And for this ground, I think there are two conditions the employers need to meet. One is the substantial condition. This processing should be based on the necessity to conduct HR management. That is one. And the other one is the scope of the activities to conduct human resource management should be provided under the company internal labor policies. And these labor policies need to went through statutory consultation procedures required by China labor law. Once these two conditions are met, the employers could process employees' data based on human resource management without employees' consent. Okay. So if a company processes employee data outside of China, I think you mentioned that there are some procedures and requirements, including, you know, having a, a contract. So can you expand a little bit on what are the requirements? Yes, we just briefly talk about the procedures for overseas transfer and this new law. Not only standard contract is required, and also the employers may need to obtain the employee separate consent, which is a higher standard of consent for overseas transfer. It is now unclear that whether employers could base HR management transfer per employee's data without consent at all. But we think we need to wait for the regulations to clarify. But there are certain possibilities, I think, for the multinational companies. But if they cannot base on the HR management basis, then separate consent will be required for overseas transfer. And also, the employers may need to do a prior assessment before the overseas transfer. It is called personal information protection impact assessment. The assessment is required under this new law, but the detailed procedures of this assessment still need to be clarified by further regulations to come. 
Yeah, I mentioned earlier that I noticed that under the PIPL, there are quite uh, severe penalties. So what are companies and employers in China doing towards PIPL? Sure, the penalties are uh, like similar with the GDPR is quite huge under the PIPL. Like GDPR is quite significant under PIPL. Firstly, the penalties, the administrative liabilities could be up to 50 million RMB or up to 5% of the previous 10 over if the violations are really serious. And also the penalty is not only related to the company, it also may be applied to the individuals who may be held responsible for a violation. They may face a personal penalty and also they may be barred from serving as a director, supervisor, senior manager, or a person in charge of personal information. And also, an employee could have the right to file a lawsuit against the employer if the employer's activities while it's uh, this new PIPL. So our observation in China now is because the law has just been uh, approved and it will be quickly become effective in November 1st, it will be very difficult for all companies in China to be fully compliant and to get ready before that short timeline. But we recommend the companies in China and the employers in China to start to have plans to be compliant with the law as soon as possible and take progressive uh, steps to complete the possible actions, to take possible actions to compliant. For example, the company may consider to revise its uh, employee handbook, its internal rules, on the employee's personal data. And also the, the company may consider to review their current HR data processing to see the major gaps between uh, with the comparing to the uh, legal requirements and uh, this uh, PIPL. And also give, for example, give training to, to the HR managers to mitigate the legal risk. Absolutely. It sounds like a minefield. So I guess and any audience with questions should approach you <laughs> and get professional <laughs> advice. <laughs> this is certainly a very complicated area of the law for employers. And we know that, you know, there'll be continuing issues arising. So Jane, thank you very much for taking the time to discuss these issues with us and for joining us on the program. And as I mentioned, you know, I think this area of the law, it is very important for employers to take action very quickly. And I'm sure Jane and Junha is ready to help the clients. So if you'd like to connect with Jane, please click on her bio in the description of this podcast. Also search the ELA website at ela.law to receive invitations to our upcoming webinars, download white papers and on-demand content from our online library or access the ELA's exclusive Global Employer Handbook. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Cynthia Chung. Thanks so much for listening.